Ow, hey guys, good morning and welcome back to an episode of Folgers and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, yours truly will be read, wishing everyone a terrific Tuesday. May the energies of courage and clearance be abundant upon you. May you have the strength to find your way. May you have the direction to get where you need to be, where you want to be, where your desires are pushing you through. May your fucking fears be overcome. And may success reign fucking triumph. Word of mother. Love Tuesdays, guys. Love every day. Got to. Every day is a powerful day. Every day has an energetic signature. And it's so amazing to, in the morning, just to meditate and tap into and focus. Even if it's just for a sequence of two deep breaths in and out. Just to take in the power of the day and let it be a guiding force for your, um, you know, your desires, for shaping your, your intentions to shape your best life and your best existence. Ashe. So today's topic, guys, is all about God's self-mastery, a topic that is not, that is not unfamiliar, right? Did I say that? That is not unfamiliar. Yeah, I said that, right? A topic that is not unfamiliar to regular listeners. Um, I am a believer that we are all gods in our own right. We are reflections of perfection and creation. We are powerful beings and we are the only ones, the only ones capable of creating a life, not just worth living, but one that we actually want to live. (coughs) Because my belief, my understanding, and my practice of God's self-mastery is so intense. It is the focal point of one of the classes offered or to be offered in the I Am Divine Learning um, platform. Almost ready to be released, guys, even though the teachings are going to be released um, in sequence, starting with the Magic Mentorship. But God's self-mastery is definitely going, I am predicting it to be one of the most um interactive courses one that every like highly anticipated i should say courses um from the clients that i've already introduced the idea to to the clients that i've been working with practicing the techniques with it is the one so far that is having the highest success rate in helping um individuals find their happiness find success shape their best life to find understanding and peace in themselves, in life, in the situations that we incur every day. But to be a master of yourself, you have to know yourself. And that's what I wanna talk about today, guys. It's amazing how many people don't know themselves. They're not, or if they don't, either don't know themselves or are not comfortable with themselves. And to me, they're one and the same. If you're not comfortable with who you are, it's because you don't know who you are. How can you be uncomfortable with something you know? When you know it, you know it. It's definitive. There's no question about it. You either like it or you don't. You know, and we're not talking about whether we like ourselves. That's a different topic. We're talking about knowing <coughs> who we are inside and out. And that's an important fucking realization, a point in reality, a important piece of knowledge, the knowledge of self. Knowing who you are puts you in a perspective to know 
what you're capable of, what you're not capable of, knowing what you're capable of allows you to know where you can achieve, where your success, where your higher levels of success can come from, your higher levels to obtain knowledge, joy, bliss. When you know what you dislike, you can avoid everything that brings hurt, pain, dismal, fucking aggravation, stress. It's power in knowledge of the self. And when it comes to lack of knowledge of self, it leads to, like I said, you don't know who you are. You can't, you don't have that perspective. When you don't know, there's a saying that if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And I like to think that if you don't know who you are, then you basically a little bit of everybody. <coughs> um often making references to the mask that we wear, um, the mask that the different faces and personalities, personas that we take on to get through the day. It's power in naming those masks. There's power in knowing when to wear them and when to hang them bitches the fuck up. Self-mastery, guys. You have to know who you are. And like I said, many people don't know who they are. A lot of people struggle with the idea of who they really want to be versus who they're told they are, who what life expects from them. The demands that have been placed on them by family and friends, obligations, etc. A lot of people are struggling to accept who they are now versus who they used to be. Some people come from financial stability, abundance, always having, never needing, and now find themselves in a place where they don't even know how to make ends meet. <coughs> They're struggling with <coughs> the fact of having to make the responsible choice for basic needs over material wants, something that they never had to go through before. There are people who are struggling with their overall identity. What makes them special, unique? That's an amazing thing in itself. People, when we say special and unique, a lot of people think talents, physical gifts, and abilities like singing, dancing, being able to paint and draw and um, having athletic um, stamina, able to have great aim, things like that, right? And when we tend to look at those physical gifts and attributes, because I mean, uh, if you ask me on any given day, I'll say their gifts, and on another day, I'll tell you that their talents, which had to be developed, a gift is given, there's no work into it. And in some cases, singing is a gift, running fast is a gift. It's just natural, it's innate, you just do it. You don't know how, why, there's no effort put into it. But in some aspects, shit, 
singing is taught, is learned, and it's mastered. You know, running. Running fast, running with accuracy, straight. People have to, some people have to work on that and they get great at it. They master the talent. So when it comes to physical talent, that's why it's kind of funny that we look at them like, oh, you have this talent. I don't have this talent. And because I don't have this talent, I'm not special when you are. Or because you have this talent, it makes you different. It sets you aside from everyone else. It's 30 of us running the race. You always come first. You always have at least eight seconds ahead of um, everyone else. You're like super fast. That's a talent. You're different. You're special. Special is such a powerful word. It invokes powerful thoughts and powerful actions. When we think someone is special, we treat them accordingly. When we think something is special, when we assume that its value is more than others, we treat it accordingly. The runner on the team, you're less likely to, you know, in an argument. I hate to use such a fucking um, barbaric example, but, you know, if, um, oh, and I didn't have an argument. Let me change that completely sound. I want to sound barbaric earlier in the morning. <laughs> I was going to use a physical conversation. But when it comes to running, if you needed a favor to, you know, have someone maybe go walk a couple of miles <coughs> to pick something up from the grocery store a couple of blocks even i'm in a city niggas don't walk miles that's what we got public transportation for but i, I walk miles but most people use public transportation but anyway you know you and ask the fastest runner on the team to go do uh you know a minute run for you and risk the chance of tripping and falling and spraining their ankle when you know that they're your ace runner on the team, you would ask probably the slowest runner. Like, nobody's going to miss them. They're probably, you know, you're not. It's fucked up to say it like that, but it's the truth. Anyway, <laughs> we treat people and things differently when we deem them as special or better, in a sense, than ourselves <laughs> in comparison. <coughs> to others in the category, right? Um, if being a master of self is not just um, the ability to identify personal flaws, it's the, also the ability to discover and to nurture what makes us special. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just find it so funny in my head. <laughs> I, as a, um, a kid, try not to get off um, topic too far. I always wanted to be special. I always knew I was special, first of all. That's the important part. I always knew I was special, but I didn't know how I was special or why I was special. So everything that was a talent, I put extreme energy and attention to. I love to sing. I put talent into singing. I like dancing, so I put talent into dancing and discovered that I really wasn't the best dancer, but I was flexible and had movement, so put a lot of energy into gymnastics and rhythmic gymnastics and just flexing and grew now presently into yoga and things like that. So, um, yeah, I find it funny when people say they don't have talent or even funnier rather when people 
treat someone special because they have talent because I craved that attention as a kid and probably still as an adult. I might have to do some shadow work on that now that I said that out loud. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's a attention-seeking quality. And I know I'm aware that I do have that tendency. I don't know if it's because I'm a Pisces or if it's just, you know, natural. But I do have a part of me that likes attention. And I do tend to fall on my quote-unquote talents um, for attention. And it's funny because every talent that I have that I think is natural, none have ever been to a level of perfection where I did not work and put conscious effort on building, maintaining, sustaining, and nurturing it. But anyway, natural talents and abilities are ours. They're gifts and they're not limited. They are not limited at all to these physical attributes of singing, dancing, painting, and creating wonderful works of art and, you know, the things that, I guess, the magic box, aka television and all forms of programming tend to make us think are special talents and qualities. A big part of God's self-mastery is understanding your unique talents and gifts on every aspect and level. Everyone is not, don't have physical talents. We named a few already. Let's name a couple more. Everyone is not the best at cooking. Everyone is not the best at cleaning an organization. Yes, those are talents. Everything you do. First of all, a talent is an action. Let me stop for a second and talk about that. When I'm saying talents, what I need you guys to understand and overstand as talents, as unique abilities, capabilities, is anything you do. If you do something and you do it well, that's a fucking talent. I can walk, no exaggeration, about five miles at a steady pace before I get even the littlest winded, tired, or any kind of physical, you know, repercussion or slow down hindrance to the to the fact that to me is a talent why because i can do that well again i'm not slowing down i'm keeping a steady pace and i can i can do it repeatedly any day monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday seven days a week 365 days a year 366 on years morning noon and night whether i'm tired whether i've eaten you know that to me is a talent that defines talent to me oh my god if the person rings i thought i closed out the window my bad i'm on two different browsers um if it rings i'm gonna have to pick back up but let's try to carry on and hope that my interruption don't go no further than that but anything you do and do well is a talent and what do i mean by do well what you deem as well not what other people deem as well that's another big part of god's self-mastery comparing yourself only to yourself only to your yesterday only to your presence i mean your present only to your future you don't have to compare you not never not have to you never compare yourself to anyone else the moment you compare yourself to someone else you are not mastering self you're mastering them and if you want to be a master of somebody else good fucking luck with that but the goal 
is to be masters of self. So when I say you do something well, you do it well to your standards, understandings, and capabilities. Cooking, like I said, cooking is a talent. Cleaning is a talent. Organization is a talent. Caring for animals, communicating with animals is a talent. Consideration is a talent. Everyone is not considerate. That is not something that everyone has the ability to do. Listening is a talent. Talking is a talent. Articulation is a talent. Being able to translate. And I don't just mean through the language barrier from English to Spanish or Chinese and French. No. Being able to talk to someone whose articulation is not of the same educational level or standard as another person and really be able to translate big 13-letter words and um, concepts that are unheard of, of concept logic and science and mathematics and fucking life, just taking concepts that people have never heard before or have not able to process because of limited, not just education, but experience. And being able to put it into words and terms and forms that they cannot just understand, but comprehending, utilize, and benefit from. That's a fucking talent, guys. Anything you do is a talent. And part of the biggest part of God's self-mastery is identifying those talents, understanding those talents, nurturing those talents, and taking those talents and making them tools to shape in your best life and existence. So how do you get, like I said, the, the you only can do that through self-exploration, by knowing who you are. And again, a lot of people don't know who they are. How do you learn who you are? You know your name, you know your age, um, bless be, you know your genealogy, your mom, your dad, um, at least the people who raised you, you know what city state you're in, you know what disease they, you know your health standing, you know, um, your level of physical strength. You might know it's, it's obvious things that one might know, but people are layers. People are like onions. Onions have layers. That very first layer that we see that smooth to the touch, but kind of dry and brownish at the edge, depending on how, you know, what, when you pick the onion or when you bought the onion, because levels of ripeness, the outside layer, can kind of get a little thicker and firmer, but that protective outside layer, that's the obvious. It's easy to know what can be seen. Are you um, black? Are you white? Are you Spanish? Are you a man? Are you a woman? No shade, but nowadays that's not even all that fucking easy to distinguish anymore. True story. I was walking down the block the other day and I seen this being and no disrespect by saying it, but I can't identify whether it was a man or a woman, but it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I really, and I was like mesmerized because I didn't know how to compliment them because I did not know whether to come with the present tense of he or she. Right now, people are so touchy. It's non-binary shit. We're not going to get into that. But yeah, the physical doesn't say, that's just all proof that the physicality of something means absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? People present themselves or can appear in many different ways. That's not self-mastery, knowing, you know, the physical of what you are. Self-mastery is knowing who you are inside and out, what your desires are, what your likes are, your dislikes. And understanding that for some, 
it's very hard. We're constantly bombarded with programming through TV, through radio, through blogs, through podcasts, through fucking expectations of family and friends, of work. You know what I mean? We're constantly, constantly, constantly being told what we should be doing, who we should be, what kind of parent we should be, what kind of person we should be, what kind of level we should be, what kind of level we should be looking for, what kind of fucking kid we should be, what kind of per. It's so many influences constantly, 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 whether you realize it or not, just hitting you. Some people naturally want to be lazy as fuck, but because they know that someone will walk into a home that is disarray and judge them as dirty, nasty, unhygienic, and make all these, un, you know, linking assumptions to those facts, because that's what we end up doing. We look at somebody, bad hygiene has nothing to do with their personality, their character, their fucking loyalty, but a lot of people will just assume, like, oh, the motherfucker can't take a bath every day. They definitely ain't going to be able to, you know, hold a job or get here on time and all kinds of negative assumptions we link to other shit. So that's what I mean by the the programming and assumptions of others. We Some people, it's not even about being unhygienic. It's just not wanting to fucking do it. Some people physically don't be feeling like doing it. You could have had a long fucking 40-hour week and it's finally um Saturday and you just want to fucking sleep. But because you don't know who's going to knock on your door today and you don't want to get caught slipping, you're going to get up and force yourself to do something you don't want to do just to not be labeled. Self-mastery is about removing the labels, stripping it down to nothing because only in nothing can you see all. Like I said, you don't have to consider yourself a God to know you are part of everything in existence. And realistically if you can accept the idea that you are part of all you have to accept the part the the realization that you are all so we're gonna take a quick break i need to re-roll up i did mad takes this morning is mad noisy so half my blunt was smoked before this take was you know finalized but i'm gonna roll up and i already got my notes my notebook is right here we're gonna keep on going and we're gonna talk about how we're going to, how to discover our uniqueness, our special, our talent, what makes us different, but yet a part, so much of a part of everything in existence and how, not just how to identify them, but how to nurture them and how to utilize them as tools to shape in our best life and existence. And if you're paying attention, guys, I'm talking about a part of the all, which means by doing so, not only shaping your best existence, but shaping others as well, as much as the external force can. We're going to talk about it. And we're back, guys. Mm. And I'm smoking. Shout out to Backwood Cigars. I drink my coffee early. I keep telling regular listeners. And I'm trying not to have two cups back to back. But always shout out the Folgers. Oh, my God. The best part of waking up, guys. Tell you. Folgers and backwards. Yeah, my first, my morning blunt and my cup of coffee was right before 6 a.m. So, this is the mid-morning, not the early morning solo cipher. So, that one is left to me and my thoughts. And this one is shared with each of us. But, yeah, I'm going to have to start getting my second cup. Because I miss taking my little sips in between to, you know, moisten 
moist in my mouth because I just love coffee so much. And I know I'm going to have a second cup later on in the day. So it's like, pace yourself at, you, you know, you got to moderate. You can indulge. I can have the two cups, but I can't have them back to back. Then what am I going to have later on, right? I'm just going to be sitting there looking at the red container in the fucking cabinet when I'm cooking dinner. Like, fuck, I want it. No. Self-restraint. Self-restraint. Back to topic. That is self-restraint. Getting back to fucking topic, guys. I'm high as fuck. I'm telling y'all. This early morning wake up is doing a lot for my whole life. But anyway, so for me personally, I remember, um, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting too far. I wanted to share a personal story with you guys. I must be excited about it. But, um, so how do you get to know yourself? My best advice and what has worked best for me personally, and this is before I was consciously on my spiritual path this was just a innate in my soul guided my spirits was telling me before i even knew they was my fucking spirits telling me to do i know this works i know this works as a non you know spiritual practice because i didn't do it as a spiritual practice i do it now consciously as a spiritual practice but the very first time i did this this was more of a scientific-based experiment. And that, uh, those who don't know, I majored in science in college. And um, uh, I'm a child of the universe. I love science. Things have to make sense to me. Um, I am a strong believer that science and spirit or science and um, religion, science and occult, science and magic, whatever the fuck you want to call it, are the heads and tails of a really, really, really pretty penny. But, you know, that's just my perspective of things. But anyway, yeah, so I just wanted to note for you guys, because this is a spiritual podcast. I am a certified spiritual life coach and meditation teacher. And my podcasts are always coming from the perspective of the spiritual. But this, I did this when I was just straight logical, when I really wasn't, you know, always gifted, always aware that I was gifted, but not, no focus to it, not realizing what the fuck it was. And honestly, looking for scientific explanations for the shit. <sighs> Hence why I had to start looking towards spiritual and because the fuck, certain things can't be explained through science. But this is an amazing practice. And it's so simple. Y'all gonna be so mad I worked it up for three minutes just to tell y'all this. It's called spending time alone. <clears throat> yeah, it's mad simple, right? No, not for some not for some. It's really not. It honestly wasn't easy for me at first. Spending time alone is an amazing and probably the most efficient, most fastest, productive, fucking constructive way to peel the layers that make you. Spend some time alone. And I don't mean spontaneously oh everyone's going out you're staying in just by coincidence or you got stuff to do so now you're home alone or you know you were supposed to meet up with some friends and everyone um had to leave early or no one showed up so now you're the only one left at the party no 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 no, not that kind of alone i'm talking about plans time alone consciously schedule time by yourself it could be 15 minutes in the bath it could be 10 minutes before you go to bed. It could be 
the 10 minute walk on your way to pick the kids up from school. It could be during your lunch break. It doesn't really matter when and it, the how long does matter, but to start, you don't have to start with long intervals of time. I honestly, honestly, for best results, what I did was scheduled an hour. You know, I, funny thing is, I was seeing like such a minuscule amount of time to be alone until I got alone. <laughs> but an hour is enough time to walk through the exact same process that I did of self-evaluation and discovery. So you want to plan this time alone. Preferably... <laughs> Preferably as alone as you can be. If your home, like mine, has a, a business side to it, <coughs> or you have an active life with kids, where even being alone in your room has outside distractions in the near vicinity, <coughs> sorry, this is bad. or people constantly knocking on your door things like that your phone rang no no no. try to find real isolation time where you won't have no disturbance the real goal is to provoke boredom if you have people knocking on your door um if you hear the kids and that's you know taking your attention away granted it's not a meditative process it is a meditative process but it's not a meditative practice so you're not you don't necessarily have to be sitting there meditating in deep thought and then be distracted just sitting there and quiet is a fucking that's distracting you know what i'm saying you were being quiet and that is a sound sound is power is vibration it demands attention so you want to try to get somewhere with the least amount of distractions if possible not any again if you are able to plan a day where you can be at home and you can let everyone know ahead of time. Maybe tell them you're not home. So that way no one knocks on the door, turn your phone off, whatever the case is. That's cool. If it's like a park or you have a safe place, a sacred area where you can go where not many people go. There's a lot of people, believe it or not, a lot of people comfortable with fucking cemeteries. I am. Sitting in a cemetery is a good place. A playground during school hours when you know kids aren't there or like a field, open park. If you're lucky enough to live near the woods or a creek or stream, a lake, anywhere where you can go where there's no heavy traffic of people and distractions, plan some time to be there. Like I said, an hour is a great round number. And once you get there, the very first thing you want to do is nothing. You just want to go and you just want to be there. If there's somewhere to sit, you want to sit, you want to get as comfortable as possible wherever you are, because you're all going to be there for about an hour, right? Sit, lay, get comfortable, and don't do nothing. See what happens. What are you paying attention to in your nothingness? Are you paying attention to yourself? What physical things are your eyes drawn to? Are you paying attention to stuff in the room, stuff in nature? Are you looking for a sound and a distraction, that's a big thing to focus on. Are you looking for something to take away a distraction? Are you naturally being drawn 
to things that take your mind away. Let this rock for as long as possible until actual boredom hits. Especially for those of us who are not used to being alone. If you're an introvert, you can probably do this shit for a couple of hours. This practice is actually how I discovered that I do have a lot of introverted qualities and that I am, in a sense, we're all balanced. But I, as a child and a teen, I only knew the extrovert side of me. And it's funny because I always wondered why I felt so out of place and why I struggled so hard to, you know, be noticed and fit in and be better and it's because I didn't have no fucking business being in there anyway. I didn't want to be in them fucking groups and shit like that. It wasn't what I wanted to do. The groups that I did enjoy the most, I outshined because that's where I really wanted to be. But neither here nor there. You want to spend enough time by yourself until you get bored. You want boredom to hit because that's that first layer. We peeled it back. You are bored. Now what? Pay attention to the emotional response that boredom provokes. A lot of people are so, are such professionals at avoiding boredom and being alone that they don't even realize there's an emotional response behind it because as soon as boredom hit, they're grabbing their phone, calling somebody, they're jumping on Facebook, they're fucking taking selfies for Instagram, they're fucking on TV, binging Netflix, nothing nothing wrong with any of those if that's your thing, but time, moderation, and, you know, when necessary. Being bored alone doesn't mean it's necessary for an outlet. If you are bored, I mean, if you find yourself bored when you're alone, I'm getting ahead of myself. You need to pay attention to the emotions it provokes. Again, and if I was to recall, as I recall, uh, my earliest practice of inflicting boredom, I remember very clearly the emotion of fear. I don't know why um, of all emotions, fear would kick in. For some people and even myself during different times and you know of evolution of this practice, because it's something, again, I practice continuously. It's very good. It's a, it, it's a meditative process. It could actually be considered form of shadow work if you want to look at it that way, but it's very good for self-exploration. I'm always exploring myself because I'm always changing. We're all always changing. So I encourage you to always explore yourself and is it um other emotion many emotions erupt depending on your mind state your level of comfortability with yourself um is it fear for me was the first one that kicked in and it was so intense to the point where it provoked anxiety attacks other emotions such as sadness um I'm trying to think of the negative ones first, the ones that came on earlier before I started becoming a master of self. Loneliness. Oh, that was a big one. That was a really, really, really big one. I think the loneliness actually was, even though I remember fear more vividly, I guess because my body had a physical response to it, but 
now that I think about it, hindsight is 2020, guys. It fuck around and then the loneliness that triggered the fucking fear. Like, that's a scary thought to be alone. Who wants to be alone? We're social fucking creatures. <laughs> it all goes to the level of comfort you have for yourself. Now, if you sit and boredom never hits, I don't want to neglect this. This is going to be quick because for the majority of people, boredom will hit. But if you sit and an hour has passed and you've never gotten bored, your mind, your spirit, your inspiration stayed stimulated just through chilling, doing absolutely nothing, nigga said, you already succeeded in the first step of God self-mastery and you really should contact me if you're looking for the next step, if you're not sure, if you're already taking it subconsciously or whatever the case is. But there will be, um, you know, people, now I want to try to be funny and say it's only going to be a small amount of people because I was one of the larger groups who wasn't able to do it. But there will be people who truly find bliss and peace in their nothingness. And that is proof of self-mastery. But for those of us who will find boredom, who boredom will find us, identify, like I said, first, how long did boredom take? For some, it's going to kick in instantly. Like, as soon as you get there, it's going to be the now what? Oh, shit, anxiety starts striking. You know what I mean? Anxiety is a cousin of fear. What emotions, how, note how long it takes for boredom to kick in and note what emotions arrive when boredom comes. Like I said, loneliness is not uncommon. Sadness, fear, um, anxiety, um, curiosity is another one that kicked in for me once I overcame, acknowledged and overcame the fear and the loneliness. Curiosity was another big one that kicked in. Then I, I wanted to start touching shit and start exploring you know, it took me back into like that toddler stage where, okay, there's no one to stop me. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, <laughs> this is how you find yourself up, guys. You have to put yourself in a position to actually explore through what other, sorry, I'm trying not to jump. This topic is so exciting for me. The practice itself is so exciting for me. So many different versions of my that practice for me is popping in my head. I want to share it all so much, but I got to keep up with the notes because, you know, I can't keep you guys all day. I got shit to do. Y'all got shit to do. It's a terrific Tuesday. We is beautiful outside. We all got to go live life. But um, once you can identify the emotion, you know, try to stick to the steps, guys. If you're taking notes, let's go back. If you want to take notes, Grab a pen and paper. Um, I'm a backtrack for you. The first thing to do is to plan your time alone. Once you're there and you're alone, you want to do nothing. That's step one. You want to do nothing but observe. Boredom kicks in. And when it does, note how long it took. Did it take one minute, two minutes, five minutes? Were you there for about 10, 15, 20 minutes before boredom kicked in? That's a good thing to know because you want to be able to, you want to be able to get to the point where you can spend an hour alone in chill mode, doing nothing, not really thinking or focused on any one intent or purpose or um, frequency of energy and just existing, right? So 
Note how long it takes for boredom to kick in. After you note, notice what kind of, even if it's just a mental note, but then notice how long, I mean, notice what kind of emotions evolve from your boredom. What does your boredom make you feel like? Does it make you feel bad? Does it make you feel good? Because it's a relief in fucking doing nothing sometimes, especially if you live a life where you're always doing something. Know how you feel. If you like how you feel, then that is the encouragement to continue this practice, to redirect yourself to feeling, to being back to the chill mode and not to the, well, the emotion that you've noted. You don't, you can note the emotion at the exact time, as simultaneously as you're doing nothing, doing nothing. You're going to know how you feel because you're, you know, y'all get what I'm saying. It resonates, I'm sure. But if it feels good, then keep it fucking going. Not just for the moment, but make it an everyday habit. If I'm more focused on those who negative emotions and feelings erupt from boredom. Give a name to the emotion. Fear, loneliness, sadness, desperation. It's not about good or bad. It's about acknowledging. It's power and acknowledgement. Acknowledge it, name it, take control of it. If you can't give it a name, how can you yield it? How can you move it right or left? You don't even know what the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? The only way to approach something is by understanding it. Understand how you feel in your boredom. And let's move on to the next step. How do you want to solve your boredom? Is it through an external source? Like calling somebody, getting on social media, um, involving other people externally, going outside, taking a walk and, you know, engaging with a stranger um, or just seeing, you know, maybe just going shopping, spending money. That's another common deflection of boredom. Sometimes you, you know what, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to do this. You want to go out, you want to shop, you want to get online and shop. Note what your boredom leads you to. Do you want to get up and physically do something? Do you want to eat? A lot of people, when they're bored, they say, fuck it, I'm going to just eat something. I don't got nothing to do. I'm going to keep my mouth busy at least. Nothing else is, my hands is bored. So the feet bored, mom bored, might as well keep my mouth busy, right? Do you want to talk? Like I said, do you want to talk to people? Do you want to talk to yourself? Do you want to sing? Do you want to move? Do you want to dance? Do you want to get on a bike and ride? Do you want to get on skates and move? Like, do you got a skateboard? Do you want to get on it? What activity? That's the focus for this next step. What activity comes to mind to cure your boredom? The activity that comes to mind, guys, is can lead you to your underlying desire, which will peel off yet another layer of this onion that makes the self. You want to understand, wait, through identifying what action you, your mind drives you to or pushes you towards to cure your boredom will help you identify your underlying desires. Once you underline, all right, what I mean by underline desires, if you want, if you your boredom leads you to, oh, I should call somebody, that's communication, that's wanting to talk to an external source. If it leads you to an external source, you need to ask yourself why. And if it's an intern, if it leads you to, well, excuse me, 
if the whole thing is positive, that's one thing. But again, we're talking about negative responses, influences, negative feelings, negative um, perceptions of being alone. If boredom, if your emotion from boredom is most easily cured with the external force involving another person, you need to find out why. I like to ask myself the five W's, who, what, when, where, why. Answering those questions can give you some kind of under, understand, some deeper level of understanding to what feels good and what doesn't in the situation of your boredom. Who do you want to call? Why do you want to call them? Wait, rather, who do you want to call? Is it a friend? Is it a lover? Is it a family member? Is it a coworker? Whatever. Is it somebody you don't really like, you want to beef with, press them about something they owe you, they didn't do what they said they was going to do, whatever. Why do you want to call? No, who, what? What is the purpose of the call besides ending your boredom? Because you're not, I'm, there's not so many people who are comfortable enough to call someone and say, yeah, I'm bored. What you doing? So what is the purpose of calling? Are you actually curious about what they, what are they doing? Are you going to, or rather what is going to be the intention, I should say, behind the call? Are you going to call to engage the conversation? Are you going to call hoping that they have something to say and engage you? That's how that should have been said. Who, what, where? Where um, do you, you know, well, I guess where with a phone call isn't really the best. You could consider where. Fuck yeah. Where are they when you're about to make this phone call? Are you interrupting them? Are they at work? Are they with family? Did they just get home from a long day? Are they preparing dinner? Are they meditating? Are they in a shower? Are they fucking a man? Like, you're about to interrupt them because you're bored. These are questions you should ask yourself. Who, what, when, where? Why? Biggest problem you question. Why are you calling them? Like I said, the, the obvious is because you're bored, but deeper than you're bored, are you calling because you're lonely? Are you calling for comfort? Or are you calling for entertainment? Are you calling to share knowledge? Are you calling for inquiry? Understand, you know, what this so-called action that you're gonna use to resolve your boredom is going to bring to you. What about those who, what, when, where, why's make you feel good? The person is a family member or a lover, a friend. You enjoy them. They make you feel good. They stroke your ego, yada, yada, yada. All that feels good. Understand that's what you're utilizing them for. So you don't use people, we utilize them. Understand that the point at this point, <clears throat> that's what their purpose would be. That's what you're trying to utilize them for. And find competence and capability in yourself to fulfill that same desire. Does that make sense? Talking to somebody, you're alone, you're bored. Talking to someone will comfort you during your boredom because your boredom is making you feel lonely. What else 
makes you feel good when you're lonely. Cuddling. Grab a pillow and fucking cuddle. Being submerged in warmth. Take a fucking bath. Find a self-soothing outlet to keep to you know to to ail the fucking problem overall that's how you master yourself is it nice to know you have people to depend on of course is it wonderful to have a support system people to call when you do want someone to talk to is nothing wrong with wanting to talk to people is nothing wrong with being bored and deciding oh you know what i'm gonna go pop up on somebody and i'm gonna spend time with them but there should be an uh, you should have a real understanding of that agenda and that should be you're doing it because you would rather do that than spend time alone right now. And you should never be avoiding spending time alone for anything, for anything, realistically. It should just be a choice. It shouldn't be avoidance. I guess that's how I want to say that. Part of self-mastery and part of knowing who you are is being comfortable with yourself, being comfortable with the emotions that are invoked when you're alone. And if they're not positive emotions, being able to self-soothe and redirect those emotions to something that is positive and something that feels good and something that didn't need any outside interference. So, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back and we're going to wrap this up with some more tips and tricks on how to master thyself. And we're back, guys. And I know this episode is running long. If you're still here and you're still listening much, I say I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you always. The topic of self-mastery is, is something that's so really has such a positive effect it has such a positive effect in my life and in those who are adopting the practice as well i just want to get as much knowledge about it um out as possible so lastly i want to talk about the struggle of self-soothing because it's not always easy to redirect ourselves and to catch ourselves when we're feeling needy and desperate in these heavy low vibe emotions in our own skin, when we feel unpretty, when we feel unbeautiful, when we feel unworthy, unhealthy, and we naturally, um, we're so used to other people making us feel better, telling us that, oh, you are taking a selfie and posting it and getting 100 likes and getting 35, 40, 50, 60, 70. You can tell my, my social media ain't popping because I'm sure people get way better numbers than those. But, you know, getting hundreds and thousands of comments on how pretty you are and how beautiful your hair is and how flawless your skin is just to stroke your ego. And, you know, having a loved one come and hold you and comfort you and watch a movie with you and laugh and giggle with you because you can't laugh and giggle with yourself. That reality is a lot. And tuning that, reprogramming yourself to find comforts in them situations is not always easy. You might not get through the hour on the first time alone every single step. You might catch yourself struggling with trying to name the emotion. You might catch yourself struggling just 
trying to chill. Because as soon as you got there, you're antsy and you're bouncing around and you don't know why the fuck you're doing this. And you got to keep checking the time. Like, damn, it's only been two minutes. I feel like I've been here for the whole hour already. Like, the struggle can and for most will be real. And for me, I am affirmations have been amazing with self-soothing and getting through each individual step, especially the last step of meeting someone else, the external outlet, the external force, rather, the other gods to be incorporated for me to find more than just happiness, but peace in the moment, in the in joy, in just existing alone for a moment. It's only for a fucking moment. Because for real, an hour can seem unbearable for some. Some people cannot be alone for five fucking minutes. And I promise you, if you schedule an hour of planned alone time, you'll be surprised at how short of a time span you can be alone comfortably. A lot of people, even masters of self, it's not always easy. People who exist different levels of self and some people master other qualities of self before mastering this force of self, the, the, the ability to just be comfortable and content and in peace and harmony with yourself and, and connect with all. That's why a lot of people struggle with meditation. And not that a lot of people can't focus their thoughts. A lot of people just can't fucking get past the boredom of it because realistically it's fucking bored it's boring it's not supposed to well it's stimulating once you get into it but for a new a beginner meditator it's fucking boring you're sitting there like all right so i'm supposed to be thinking about nothing i'm supposed to be thinking about something i'm supposed to be thinking shit my butt hurt move to the right wheels to the left crack my back neck this you know what i'm saying like it's, it's diligence it's practice and Self-mastery is diligence and practice just as well. And I am affirmations have been amazing because they serve in this purpose. I am and I am affirmations are amazing, period. But in this content, they serve as a reality check. I am here. I am alone. I am safe and I am okay. I am healthy, I am full, maybe you're not full, I am hungry. This going through the I am's of the moment in a reality check will allow you to realize so much if you're struggling with any area of these steps and self, you know, mastery as far as identifying and being comfortable with yourself. If you are, well, mainly I was trying to say with the external forces, but it could be applied to, um, all the areas as well. How do you feel? I am uncomfortable. I am nervous. I am scared. It'll help you put names to the emotions. Um, what would you want to do? You know, what action is nat- comes nat- naturally or first appears in your mind to deflect from that negative emotion? Calling somebody going over to visit somebody, hanging out on a street corner with a bunch of niggas that you don't really fuck with, going to the bar, drinking yourself to death, spending money you really don't need to be spending. Where does your mind go? I am not in a position to spend money 
on alcohol for no other reason than celebrating life and myself. I am, um, I forgot, just that quick, guys, I forgot the damn scenarios I ran off of. Oh, I am in want of entertainment and am capable, and I am capable of watching a movie and sitting here and enjoying it. Just, or I am, or I would, you know, I am sometimes on the plot to every form of context. Sometimes it'd be like, I want to watch a movie. I will watch a movie. I can just put an I in front of things. Record, realizing the reality of what's going on. I want to call my best friend. I want to change the need to call my best friend because I'm bored and shift it to wanting to call her only when I want to be intertwined with her energy and her presence and her beauty and her laughter and yada, 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 all the things that make her your best friend, right? I am looking for a love. <coughs> I am looking for happiness. I am looking for stability. I am looking for growth. I am ready to receive new opportunities, new I am affirmations. Just saying, I, you see how just blurting them out to you guys. I came up with just so many positive things. And sitting alone when boredom hits and you find yourself struggling to not be dependent on an external body to relieve your boredom, just start using, use a couple of I am affirmations to reflect your reality. Say I am and see what happens, what follows behind it. I am bored. I am okay though. I'm here. I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm pretty. I'm smart. I'm overweight. I overeat. Like acknowledge things. It's not about being good or bad. Everything might not be positive, especially in the beginning, especially for those who are new to, you know, untraining and retraining your brain and removing all the negative programming that we have about ourselves and all these fucked up reflections. It's okay to say I am and the negative things come out as long as you follow them up with something positive. I am overweight. I am aware that I'm overweight. I am excited to lose weight. I am capable of losing weight. I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like hype yourself the fuck up. You'll be surprised once you get into I am affirmations, unless you got an hour scheduled, like with an actual alarm clock, the ring after 60 minutes, I promise you, you'll get so lost in them I am affirmations. You're going to be doing that shit for hours, hours. You're going to look at your phone, you're going to have mammoth calls like, oh shit, I've been here for this long. I've been doing, enjoy it. That's the purpose. You're supposed to enjoy self-exploration. The goal is to love yourself beyond measure. And you can only love yourself beyond measure by knowing who you are. And you can only know who you are by exploring who you are. And there are many, 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 many other ways to explore yourself and to become a master of self. And if you want my perspective and knowledge and, you know, forte on it as I've used it and how I've taught it, you got to wait for the 
the the I am learning to drop the self mastery course because it's definitely coming, guys. Twenty twenty one is gonna be. This is twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one has been a powerful fucking year. It's almost over. Just let me take a moment. I know I'm looting it. It's been a powerful year. Twenty twenty two is gonna be so much more powerful as this flow brings us right into everything we want this year for those who've been doing self-mastery work, who've been doing energy work, who've been doing spirit work, ancestor work, healing work, prosperity work, all the fucking positive things, putting positive energy towards things that shape your best life and existence. Wow, it's the payoff is going to be amazing. But um, I want to wrap this up. I looted it. I know I did. Like I said, if you're still here, you're the fucking best. We're MVP to you. I'm here with you and I appreciate that you're here with me. But to wrap this up, guys, the easiest, the best, the fastest, the probably most enjoyable, most rewarding way to become a master of self is to know thyself. And to know thyself, you have to spend time with yourself, guys. You got to learn to get comfortable with yourself. You got to learn to love your flaws. You got to learn to love your quirks. You know what I'm saying? Spending time with myself. I realize I am such a silly motherfucker. I laugh at things for no reason. I, I do weird things. Um, like I said, I'm a curious being. I love touching things. I love touching myself. I love touching fucking textures and fucking just... My hands is always on something. I'm always moving. I'm a very active, very jittery, very energetic person. And I, it's just amazing to not just know that, but to be comfortable enough with it that I know when to use it to benefit me and when to put it on chill so that that chill benefits me. Spend time with yourself, guys. Find some time. If you could do it a little bit every day, that's amazing. If you got to schedule one day out the week, one day out the month, a weekend out the year. However it goes for you, because everyone's life and schedule is different. But make sure you do it. It's beneficial. It's been benefiting me. It always, it's going to continue benefiting me. I'm going to continue. I'm going to always put this practice into habit. I'm so grateful that I did. Um, I don't know when the shift came to it being a spiritual practice because like I said it did it started out as a practice of more of science like I have to figure out why I fucking get so you know I'm having panic attacks every time I'm fucking by myself and it really just boiled down to because I really didn't like the thoughts that were in my head when I didn't have no one interrupting me I had to spend some time alone to understand that I was able to confront those thoughts and I was able to make peace with them conquer them you know, solve them in some kind of way. I found my peace though, and I want you guys to find yours. And I really, 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 truly hope this helps. I hope it resonates. I hope it finds those that it needs to find. And again, guys, I know this is a long one. I appreciate you all for listening. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful week. Have a beautiful fucking life, guys. Make it so. Think it, will it, motherfucking make it work. Love you guys for listening. Much ashe. Namaste. Later.